0: Welcome back to your weekly dose of serotonin. I am your host, Sarah, and I'm back. Um, Also, is it just me or does my voice sound weird? All of a sudden, I feel like it sounds like kind of gravelly. I don't know. Have I used my voice today? Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know that I've talked to another soul all day today. And it's 9pm right now. So maybe that's an issue. And not even just like I haven't talked to another soul. Like I don't even think I've talked out loud to myself today now that I'm thinking about it. And usually I talk out loud quite a lot. It's kind of an issue because... So I'm... (laughs) I'm alone a lot. That makes me sound pathetic. But, like, I work from home by myself anyway. um, I spend a lot of time by myself, and that's fine. I love that for me. Um, But because of that, sometimes I just talk to myself, and I get so used to being okay talking to myself because there's no one else around to be like, why are you talking out loud to yourself? Um, so then sometimes if I go to the store, I'm like, wait, which one do I need? And then I find myself saying that out loud rather than just thinking in my head. Um, anyway, so I'm kind of surprised that I haven't done that today. I feel like I have. I think it's impossible for me not to, like, talk to myself. Maybe I was whispering. I just feel like my voice feels like it hasn't been used (laughs) all day today. Um... Anyway, that was a shocking revelation for me um, as someone who talks frequently um, to have gone through like a whole day without actually possibly speaking a word out loud. I don't know. Maybe I have. Maybe I've just forgotten about it. I hope nobody called me today and I just completely forgot about that conversation. Maybe days just kind of blur together, you know? Anyway, I'm back from my vacation. I know you guys were all missing me so much last week. I'm sure you were all just thinking, I hope Sarah's having such a great time on vacation. And you know what? I was. I did have a great time on vacation. I'm a little bit exhausted, however, um, because so my vacation was not exhausting. However, for said vacation, um, So I went to like my family cabin. I feel like I mentioned where I was going. If not, I went to my family cabin. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. Um, So to get there, I flew into where my sister lives. And then we drove, I drove with her seven hours to get there to the cabin. Um, I could have flown into a closer airport, but like the nearest airport is still like three hours away. So it's not like like I said, it's not close to anything. (laughs) Um, when people ask me where it is, I know that I can't say the city that it's in or any of the surrounding cities because literally nobody knows where it is. It's fine. It's great. Um, anyway, so I decided to drive with my sister because she was going alone with her kids, um, because her husband had to work. So I decided to accompany them so she wasn't alone in the car with the children. I mean, she would have been fine with them, but it's just more fun, you know, um, together. So I went with her. So we drove up there and that was fine. And then we spent like four days there. I actually don't know why I'm telling you guys all this. Oh, I remember. I'm telling you I'm exhausted. Anyway... So on Saturday, we drove back and then I jumped on the plane and flew home and I got home at like midnight. So it was like a seven hour day driving. And then, you know, a couple hours after getting back, went to the airport, was there for a little bit on my flight. That was a couple hours, got home at midnight, went to bed and then like (laughs) less than Less than 10 hours later, I was back in the car again um, because I had a concert Sunday night in California. So I was back in the car for yet another road trip, drove to California. Um, It's like a six-hour drive-ish. So drove there and went to my concert, which was phenomenal. It was a huge party. It was wonderful. Um, Had a great time and then the next morning because i had to get back for work um so monday morning then turned around and drove back so it was like 3 days in the car basically and as i like normally love road trips um and i did love those road trips as well they were all very fun had a great time um me and my sister and my nephew and three nieces that were all in the car We were literally just belting Defying Gravity from Wicked at the top of our lungs on repeat. Like, I think we sang it, like, eight times at least. Um, And I would turn around, and all of the children, including my three-year-old niece, was singing every word at the top of their lungs. And it was beautiful. Um, It was a touching moment. It wasn't touching. It was just funny. But anyway. um, Yeah, so I got back from that last trip and was like, I just, I feel like I need to not like, I'm not going to say I don't need to take any more vacations. Um, because most of the trips that I've been on have been like little weekend trips. This last trip was like the longer trip. So for the most part, I've been having like normal work weeks and then maybe taking like an afternoon off and going away for the weekend and then coming back. Um, and I support that, but like, I might not be able to do another road trip for a while. (laughs) Um, When I got back on Monday, I was so exhausted and I had to get some work done like immediately because I had been off for a week and I knew that there were some things that had been piling up waiting for me. So I immediately had to start working again and I was having such a hard time focusing. Luckily, none of my clients listened to this. So I can say that I did do my work well. Like I didn't Mess anything up, I was paying attention, but it just took me like twice as long as usual because I was having such a hard time focusing because I was so tired um but that's fine it's fine. it was great. it was worth it i don 't regret it. Um, I might still be a little bit tired though, so we'll see how this goes <laughs> um by this, I mean this podcast episode, but you know every single one is a bit of a journey for me. And I never know how they're going to turn out when I start them. So I guess this is really no different. Um, Also, speaking of exhaustion, this weekend I have to babysit my – some other nieces and nephews of mine. I'm babysitting six nieces and nephews of mine for three days. And their ages range from – I feel like I can give this information away on the internet. But maybe I shouldn't because – there are definitely people that listen to this that I don't know. So, maybe I don't want to give that information away. Let me just say they're all under the age of 12. I feel like that's vague enough, right? Anyway, um so they're all small. Some of them are more helpful cuz they're a little bit older. But yeah, I'm I'm not, look, I, they're not going to listen to this. It's fine. I'm not dreading it because I love them and I genuinely love spending time with them and they're so much fun, but I am slightly dreading it in the sense of, I know that it's going to be so exhausting because parenting is hard. I am not a parent, but I just, I feel like everybody knows that parenting is hard. Um, and going from taking care of only myself to then taking care of six other humans, Um, with like no gradual increase, just all of a sudden being thrust into it. I know it's going to make me tired, but it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I'm not going to complain about it. Some people do this 24 seven and I'm sure I was going to say and love it. I'm sure they don't always love it. Um, but it'll be great. Will they possibly have a lot of screen time this weekend? Maybe. (laughs) And you know what? I'm not going to be mad about it. Like. Whatever, I'm just keeping them alive and we're just gonna have a good time. So it's fine. But then next week, well, next week I have to work. So then the next weekend, then I'm just gonna be sleeping the whole time. So in two weeks, don't talk to me because I'm gonna be sleeping for 72 hours. 72 hours, three days? I think that's correct. Anyway, well, two days, I guess 48 hours since it'll just be the weekend. Anyway, um, this was like the most boring intro of all time. If any of you guys followed through all of this, thank you for being a loyal fan <laughs> um and listening. Also, speaking of fans, um, actually, I don't know if this person is a fan, but you know how I can see my demographics of who listens? I have like a 2% male listener, like listening audience, whatever. Um, and that's quite shocking to me. For a long time I had 100% women. And then I had a small, like a 2% male listening rate. Um, but then it dropped down to one. So clearly it was just like a guy randomly listened to part of it and was like, this is not for me. Um, and left, which is fine, but now it's back up to 2%. So I don't know if that was another accident, but it's at 2% for a few, for like several weeks now. So I feel like that makes it seem like somebody has listened to a couple of them, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't actually know how it works. Um, Basically, if you're a man and you're listening to this, more power to you. I feel like I trash talk men fairly regularly, but maybe that's just in my head and maybe it's not out loud. But you're welcome. You're welcome to be here. I hope you're having a good time. Um, I... Yeah, I know. I don't know what else to say. I was just very confused when I saw that because most of the people in my life are women, so I was like, "Wait. Do I have do men also find me funny?" Actually, that's a lie. Of course men find me funny. I'm hilarious. Um uh, my friend posted on Instagram today and was like one of those like anonymous ask me anything, which I will never do because I feel like that's just a recipe for disaster in my life. And I don't want to deal with, here's the thing. I don't want to a deal with some of the questions I feel like I'd get, but B also, I'm afraid I wouldn't get any questions. And then I'd be like, everybody hates me. Nobody even wants to talk to me. (laughs) Um, and so I feel like I'm not, I don't want to set myself up for possible rejection, even in this form of people asking me anonymous questions. Anyways, she did. And I asked her, who her funniest friend was and she (laughs) answered it and tagged me in it and she was like I know this is you Sarah I know you asked me this question um which made me laugh but she also said that I was her funniest friend which some of you might be thinking wow she must not have funniest funny friends and if that's the case that's really rude of you (laughs) because I feel like I'm funny but also I like my own sense of humor I'm so tired. I have no idea what I'm saying. It's fine. I'm going to actually get into what I'm supposed to be talking about now that I've wasted a quarter of an hour. Um, so I didn't know what to talk about. I texted somebody and was like, who's a, well, she's a good idea machine. So I was like, Hey, what, what's your idea for me to talk about today? And she said that I should talk about popular summer vacation hotspots and whether I think they're overrated or underrated. So that's what I'm going to do today. So here's the thing, um, in regards to popular vacation hotspots, there's a real chance that I haven't been to like any of them. So I'm going to be just purely hypothesizing whether I think they're overrated or underrated. Um, I'm just going to be making things up, but that's what I'm best at anyways. Also, one of my friends just texted me and said, asked me if I wanted to hear some gossip. And like the answer is always yes. If you are ever questioning whether i would like to hear any piece of news or gossip the answer will always be yes just remember that please remember that forever um i do not i do not need to know the people involved in this story i don't need to know i don't i don't need to know like any well i was going to say i don't need to know any specifics i do please let me know everything let me know everything about these people what's happening what the gossip is how you feel about it how they feel about it if you know um what the fallout might be uh what like what's happening i just want to know everything all the time i'm very nosy i'm very nosy and i'm not going to do anything with this information so i'm like safe keeping for all gossip i'm not going to share it with other people or if i do it's because it was a really really hot piece of gossip but i will remove all, any information to lead it back to you you know like if I'm telling someone else I'm gonna make it very anonymous very general I will protect you I'll protect your identity I'll protect the identity of these people in the gossip unless you want me to air it out then I will do so um but like I am a locked vault for the most part um at least like or if I'm not a locked vault, then I, like I said, I'm going to keep you a secret. So like, I feel like I'm a pretty safe person to tell gossip too, but also I just love it. I feel like whenever I hear a good piece of gossip, um, it like adds like a year onto my lifespan, you know, like it just really, <laughs> I just really thrive when I'm hearing good gossip. Um, so if you'd like me to live forever, please continuously feed me gossip. But now that I say that I would very much hate living forever, so um, now I'm in quite a conundrum because I don't want to live forever, but I also love gossip. So anyway, um, but please share any gossip with me that you have. Even if you're a stranger, if you're listening to this and you're a stranger and you don't own me in real life, find some way to get in touch with me. If you had, if you have good gossip, I'll just read it. Like I'm, I might not even share it on the podcast if you don't want me to. I just want to hear it all the time. Does I don't think that that makes me a bad person. Gossip gets a bad rap. People are always like, if you're gossiping, you're a bad person. You just want to know other people's business. Everybody wants to know other people people's business. Come on. And, like, nobody wants drama in their own life. But it's so fun hearing about drama in other people's lives. Because you're like, I'm removed from the situation. I'm calm, cool, collected, sitting over here in a corner... But I just get to listen to all of the craziness going on in your life or in your friend's life or in your family member's life or whatever. Um, So yeah. Anyway, long story short, let me know the gossip. I am actually checking my phone regularly now to see when she's going to text me back with whatever gossip she has. So this might abruptly pause and you'll just like mid train of thought. It'll just switch. If that's the case, it's because I paused this to go read her message And then came back to record. So um, that's how committed I am to gossip. (laughs) Um, I will not rest until I hear it. Uh, Okay. So I'm looking up the best places to travel. I don't know. Vacation hotspots. Should I look up summer hotspots? I think that's what I should do. Because vacation hotspots in general is very different from summer vacation hotspots. Um, I feel like I don't need to explain that it like there are specific places that people go in the summer anyway. Okay. I just looked up one that is best summer vacations in the USA. I'd kind of like a world one, but maybe we'll just start with this one because some will be very quick answers if, if I think they're underrated or overrated. Uh, the first one is Yellowstone. Okay. For anyone who might not live in the United States, if you've never heard of Yellowstone National Park, that's fine. It's honestly not a big deal. It's a place where there's like these really big geysers that erupt from the earth. Um, There's some buffalo roaming around, which is cool. But yeah, I've been to Wyoming once or not Wyoming. I've been to Yellowstone. Yellowstone is in Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho. Um, I've been to Yellowstone once. I was a kid at the time Um, I don't remember thinking much of it Like I was like, cool, anyway, let's continue But again, I was a child So I know some people really love Yellowstone I don't really have strong feelings for it, to be honest Um, So I, look, this. maybe this is controversial I'm gonna say overrated, to be honest But Again, like, look, the second place is the Grand Canyon, which I'm going to say in the summer, that's awful. Summer, it says summer is the busiest time to visit Arizona's Grand Canyon. Do you know how hot Arizona is in the summertime? Do not come to Arizona in the summertime. Don't. Do not. Okay. Don't go, don't go to Arizona in the summertime. Yeah. You'd be better off going to Yellowstone because at least Wyoming, Montana, Idaho are cooler. So you wouldn't like melt your face off. If you're going to that in the summer, but just don't go to the Grand Canyon in the summer. It is northern Arizona slash southern Utah. So it's slightly cooler than southern Arizona. But I'm just gonna tell you, don't don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Um the Grand Canyon I have been to um most recently I, I've been to twice once was a kid when I was a kid don't remember it at all I just heard that I was there second time was with a friend when like what eight years seven years ago it was a while ago six seven eight years ago somewhere in there it's been it's been a minute um and it was very very pretty it was great it was a good time um I don't know that I would say it's overrated. I would say that it's overrated for the summer because it's so hot, so there's no point in go. like I went in the summer. <laughs> this is I'm telling you, I went in the summer and it was I was sweating buckets and it wasn't even the dead of summer when I went. It was like May-ish, if I remember correctly. And May is like the least hot of the summer months because it's at the very beginning. So if you're thinking about going in July or August, yikes. You will return a puddle if you return it all. You could just shrivel up. Like If you listened to my um, cooking horror story fail episode, I'm pretty sure I shared about the roast that I made when it was way too hot and the carrots literally disintegrated on the bottom of my pan. That is what you will be. You will just be a char mark left on the ground. If you visit the Grand Canyon in the summer. So I'm going to say overrated for Grand Canyon. And honestly, I'm going to say overrated for Yellowstone. Um, <laughs> maybe this is going to just be me talking about how much I don't like nature. Just kidding. Nature is pretty. Nature is great. I don't love spending tons of time in nature, to be honest. Um, mostly because I hate bugs. Mosquitoes love my blood. I don't know what that says about me. Does that mean that I eat a, like, eat a lot of sugar? If my... like. My blood is so sweet because I consume copious amounts of sugar. I think I just made up that scientific fact, but I do consume copious amounts of sugar. So maybe I'm on to something. But for my entire life, mosquitoes have loved my blood because I will go places. Like I remember going places with my family as a kid, and I would walk out with like, I would leave wherever we were with like 19 mosquito bites on like one leg alone. And my sister would not have one single mosquito bite. And we would be have been in the same place. And my brother would have like one or two and that was it. Like they all just flocked to me. So I don't know. If you know anything about mosquitoes, please let me know why it is that way for me. <laughs> um, like when I was just in my cabin, I was outside a lot. And I got so many mosquito bites. Also, I'm allergic to mosquitoes, kind of. Like, my mosquito bites, <laughs> why am I even talking about any of this right now? Anyway, my mosquito bites, when I get bit, they, like, kind of, like, the swelling goes down when you, like, you know, how when if you don't scratch them or when you stop scratching them or whatever. The swelling goes down, but then they get, like, really dark red, like, super, super, super dark red, and stay there, like that dark red color spot or whatever on my skin for like a solid 3 to 4 weeks before they go away. So then I look like I'm diseased because just I just have all of these like dark red marks on me. Um so yeah, it's an issue. I don't think that's normal. Maybe it is, but I don't think that's normal. I don't think most people keep mosquito bites for like a month after they get them, right? Is there something wrong with me? Please tell me. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's the reason why I don't tend to love the outdoors. I know you can put on bug spray, and I do, but it wears off at some point, or then you're also just, like, gross and sticky, so you kind of have – it's just not really a good time for me. Um, I try to love the outdoors. I do enjoy, like, a hike. I love a good view. Um – I like the outdoors when I'm like protected from the elements, but it's just not necessarily my hue like, like my favorite thing to do just because usually I get attacked by bugs and they just really flock to me. And I don't like that. I don't really like to be mosquito girl, you know? Also, speaking – I just said that because I was thinking of Ant-Man and what a terrible power that would be. If they were like, you're a superhero now, but your power is to be able to call ants to you, I'd be like, I don't want that. (laughs) I like The only reason I'd want it would be to repel them from me. But even then, ants are like the least vicious of bugs. I'm not afraid of ants and I'm afraid of most bugs. So, you know – If I could repel all bugs from me, that would be ideal. Then I'd love the outdoors. If I had like this little like force field around me. Cause look, say what you want about like bug spray or whatever, but some bugs still get through it. It's not like it's like, I got a massive one on my forehead last week. Luckily I didn't mess with it. It didn't itch. And so that one did go away pretty quickly, but depending on where they are in my body, sometimes they stay for a while. I have like four on my legs right now. Um, luckily that was it for the last day. So I may have come back slightly more unscathed than usual, but that is because I was really like coating myself in bug spray every like 15 minutes. So I guess it can work if you're continuously putting it on and also like moving around constantly. I was like shaking my arms and legs to try to keep mosquitoes off me. So anyway, Yellowstone, <laughs> Yellowstone. Back to the first two. Um, Yellowstone is fine. Um, I'm just gonna say that that wouldn't be my choice in vacation spot. Nor would the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon is great to see once in your life if you'd like to. Um, I would say I would say go to the Grand Canyon over going to Yellowstone. However. Don't go to the Grand Canyon in the summer. So for the sake of summer hotspots, I think the Grand Canyon... I'm saying overrated for the Grand Canyon for a summer hotspot because you shouldn't be going in the summer. Okay, next. Um, now we're heading up California, three and four, San Diego and San Francisco. Um, uh, this is difficult. San Diego I've been to, but it's been a long time, so I don't actually remember much about San Diego. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, I kind of want to just say like properly rated because I'm sure you could have a good time, but like, I don't know that I would necessarily want, I don't know that it'd be the top of my list because everybody would be going there, you know? So it might be like crazy, crazy packed and busy depending on when you go, but there's like a lot to do there from what I remember. So it could be a good time. I would rather go to San Francisco, but that's just because I like San Francisco. Um, I like the city vibes of San Francisco better. Um, But I would probably go to San Francisco in like the spring or the fall. Most of these places I like wouldn't go in the summer just because I know that it would be insanely busy in the summer. So maybe this topic is not the best for me. Okay, then we're hitting these – oh, I didn't – did I – what did I say about these? Did I come to a proper conclusion? San Diego and San Francisco, I would say properly rated. However, um, be cautious because there would be a lot of – there will be a lot of crowds. So it depends on if you want a lot of crowds or not. I understand all of these places are going to be crowded in the summer because that people just tend to go on vacation in the summer. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm indifferent about both of those, if I'm being honest. Like, to, to say, I don't know that I'd say overrated, just because there can be a lot of really, really fun things to do in both of those places. But I'm not going to say underrated, because, like, everybody goes there. So that's why I'm kind of just, like, flying in the middle on those. Um, I'm skipping over, like, the next several, because all of those are national parks. And, like, it's going to be the same situation as the Grand Canyon. Depending on where they are, like, some of these are, like, in Maine. I think one of these is in Colorado or Montana or something. Um, So the weather will probably be better. Um, But, like, I just spent, like, a million hours talking about how I'm not an outdoorsy person. So I have not been to any of these places. So, like, if you like being outdoors, go to a national park. Just be aware that you're going to deal with a lot of crowds. um. But some of these places might be better than others weather-wise. Obviously, I would go, like, northern United States or, like, eastern United States um, if you are wanting to do something outdoorsy for the summer. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just trying to help protect you from overheating. Okay, I hate all of the rest of these on this list. <laughs> They're, like, just, like, a bunch of cities and, um, like, Chicago. Do people really go to Chicago a ton in the summer? Like, I feel like Chicago would be fun to go to just whenever, you know? These don't really give me summer hot spots. I was thinking San Diego makes more sense. Like, the beach, I was guessing... Like, yeah, specific, the beach. Okay, okay, here we go. Here are summer vacation spots by city around the world. This is where I'm really going to be able to get in, whether whether I think the city in general is overrated. um, But I also feel like I don't want to offend anyone. So maybe this will be tricky because do I have international viewers listeners are they going to be offended oh well I'm going to try anyway um I don't mean like I'm going to do my best to offend people I'm going to do my best to handle this um I was going to say thoughtfully but no I'm not really it's not that deep you know um anyways I did have to pause momentarily because my friend just sent me a really long (laughs) string of messages telling me the gossip um, and it's pretty great, you guys. I'm not going to say anything about it. Obviously, it's her business. Um, this is not something that I would just lightly, casually share with anyone. So anyway, but it is it is good gossip in the sense of like, well, maybe not good gossip because she's going to listen to this. <laughs> um, I would say it's a good rant. You know what I mean? Like it's a good, I love gossip slash rants that are like the great, like a great starting point to really just like um, complain about someone (laughs) or something or a situation or like a topic, you know, to really just really dig in and discuss it. So I need to wrap this up so that I can jump into discussion with her on what she was just texting me about. Okay. So 21 best vacation spots, overrated or underrated go. I'm saying go to myself. Number one is London. I would love to go to London, okay? I'm going to not – I'm going to say – well, look, here's the issue. I'm not going to say it's underrated because people go there. So I would say properly properly rated on that one, but I also don't know anything about London. So, well, I've never been to London, I guess I should say. But I feel like there's just so much you could do there or in surrounding areas. So maybe just England in general I think would be fun to visit. Um so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say properly rated. Uh, Paris is on here. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say overrated for Paris. Uh, mostly just because, look, if you're from Paris and you're listening to this, let me know if this is true or not. Um, I have heard that, like, I know that there are a lot of beautiful, wonderful things about Paris. However, I've heard that there's like a lot of like robberies that take place there of tourists and I understand that for the most part like you need to be smart when you go like maybe don't be speaking English super loudly don't be like walking around looking like a tourist don't be like stopping looking at maps etc etc these are just things that you should be following in general when you're going certain places um there are going to be cities that have higher crime rates There will be people that will prey on tourists. That's just a fact. That doesn't just happen in Paris. That happens literally all over the world. Um, Some cities more so than others, obviously. I know that there are some cities that I have talked to a lot of tourists who've gone there who said they felt super, super safe and super welcome, and that's great. Paris is one place that I've heard consistently from people that they had a difficult time. And while that could definitely be the fact that these people might not have been smart tourists, just given the fact that there were several different groups of people from several different circumstances there at different times doing different things who all had some negative experiences just makes me feel like possibly overrated. I do think that you can go to Paris and have a good time. I think that you need to be cautious. You need to be aware and you need to be smart and you need to have done your research before you go. I would still suggest that though, for literally any place you visit, whether you are in the same country, whether you are visiting a place domestically or internationally, especially internationally, in my opinion, like, look, I live in the United States. If I'm going somewhere, say New York city, that is a big city. I've been in New York before. um, But like, I still do my research every time I go just to make sure I know where I'm going to be going, how I'm getting around so that I don't look like a tourist that I'm not taken advantage by anyone. Same with San Francisco. I'm going to make sure that I know where I'm going because I've been to San Francisco before and I have been, have had someone try to take advantage of me and like kind of succeeded. So I am not doing that anymore or I wouldn't do that if I had like went, if I was going back to San Francisco soon. So that's the thing is like you've got to be smart even if you're traveling domestically especially if you're going to a big city um but if you're traveling internationally you especially need to be aware of why am i like becoming a travel guide this isn't even funny i'm just now giving legitimate advice to people i feel like most of you should know this already but i just feel like i need to make sure to tell this to you guys if you're traveling somewhere internationally no matter where you're from you will need to do research about the country that you are going to Look up their customs, look up the culture, look up expectations, look up how you're going to get around, know how you're going to get around, know where the dangerous parts of town are, know what the nightlife is like, don't go dark places at night, don't go out alone, especially at night, if possible, um, especially if you're a woman, et cetera, et cetera. Like you need to know these things before you go on a vacation anywhere, So look, all this to say, I'm going to just say Paris is overrated because I think that I have just heard of a lot of people who, while they have had good experiences, they have also had a lot of, there were a lot of negative experiences intermixed with that. So I'm just going to say overrated for the fact of like, I think that there can, there are probably other very, very beautiful places to go, even in France itself, um, that might give you a better overall experience. So maybe that's going to be controversial. I don't know, but I'm saying overrated for that one. Vancouver. I actually really want to go to Canada. Um, I would love to go to Vancouver. I think Vancouver is really pretty and looks like a good time. So I actually, I kind of want to say underrated a little bit because I don't know if that many people, but maybe this is just in my sphere Maybe this is just the people that I know more personally. People that I know that go internationally for travel tend to leave the continent. Um, But, like, I feel like Canada has some great spots to go. Like, I would love to go to Vancouver. I feel like Toronto could be nice maybe. But maybe a – what's in Toronto actually? Anyways, I would like to go to Vancouver. If anyone wants to go to Vancouver with me, let me know, because I actually genuinely really do want to go to Vancouver. So I'm saying underrated on Vancouver. Bali. Um, Bali I've never been to, but I feel like this is going to be similar to... I've been to the Bahamas. um, And so I would say it's, like, islands, like, Bali, the Bahamas... Etc. I was going to say Fiji. Do people go to Fiji on vacation a lot in the summer? Maybe. Um, I look, I don't want to say overrated because I had a really great time in the Bahamas. Um, but like it was insanely crowded. I was in a specific situation that I'm not going to get into that like I was able to have a very good experience there due to a very specific set of circumstances that I was in at the time um, and the people that I was with at the time but if I had not been with those people my experience would have been drastically different and might not have been as ideal um, because like most of the beaches were insanely crowded um, and like if that's your vibe, that's cool. I just, I, if I go to the beach, I like it to be empty (laughs) if possible. I know that that's not really a possibility, but like, I'm, I'm not a huge beach person just in the fact of like, I, I don't know. I just feel like they're just usually so crowded and then you're just like, it, it just makes for not a good time for me. I am not going to go into all of the reasons why I sometimes don't enjoy the beach. But I was able to go to some beaches in the Bahamas that were not crowded at all, and that was a wonderful, phenomenal time. Um, But I also passed by some beaches that were like literally people, sardines. They were like sardines on the sand. Speaking of sardines, have you guys ever been on the ride in Disneyland, the Finding Nemo ride? I feel like I've discussed this before. It used to be the submarine ride and then they changed it to the Finding Nemo ride, which is literally, it's the exact same thing, except for they added in Finding Nemo characters. Anyways, you're basically stuffed into that like sardines. I'm not kidding. I genuinely probably had six inches to myself within that little space. Like you're looking out a window that is, I kid you not, probably six inches wide and um, you are just stuffed in. They're packing people in. It's not a good time. It's not a fun ride. That ride itself is overrated. Um, But that's what it looked like on the beaches in the Bahamas, genuinely. So I'm going to say these summer vacations, I get why everyone goes in the summer because when it's summertime, you want to go play in water, you want to go to the beach. But, like, I would recommend going to maybe some beaches that are not well-known tourist destinations. Do some research. Maybe try to find some things that are not, super mainstream, Um, because I do think that there can be some beaches out there that might be a better experience for you, unless you're going to meet people, and then, sure, go to a bigger spot, Um, but I'm going to just say, like, island beaches in general, uh, maybe try to find some that don't have such, like, heavy tourist vibes just because a they'll probably be more expensive b there will be a lot of people there um and yeah anyways so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say overrated personally um moving on bermuda do people go to bermuda on vacation (laughs) um like i feel like that could be chill but, it, I mean, that's the same thing. I mostly am bringing, as before, as the island situation. I'm mostly bringing this up because, like, um, there was, like, this thing about Amelia Earhart where, like, people were like, JK, she didn't get lost and she went home and, like, lived a full life. And then, um, like, I, okay, this is going to sound weird. So, like, on TikTok... There was, like, this collective situation where everyone was, like, no, she did go home. She was found. She never disappeared. And then people were, like, wait, what? No, she did. Like, it was, like, almost, like, everybody collectively, not everybody, but, like, people collectively forgot that she, like, disappeared. Um. But then people were, like, no, she never disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle. She just, like, I, it I, like, some people were, like, no, it was proven that she like crashed or I don't know anyways there were just like all these things going around recently and it was very confusing to me because I feel like we had settled that like this isn't a new mystery like this happened literally in the 30s if I believe if I'm correct I feel like it was in the 30s like the late 30s or something like that um that she went missing so this is this is almost a hundred years ago people And I feel like we have settled on what happened to Amelia Earhart. She got eaten by crabs, right? Like, did we not? Like, she got eaten by the coconut crabs there. Am I incorrect that that is the pervasive theory? I know that the U.S. Navy said that she just crashed a night in the Pacific because they never found the wreckage or anything. But then there are, like, other things. I've read a lot of theories about it. My theory is that she was eaten by coconut crabs. Have you seen how big coconut crabs are? I'm Googling it right now. Let me see how big coconut crabs can become. Because I feel like it's pretty large. But maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Um, will coconut crabs eat humans? Look, coconut crabs usually don't attack humans according to the food chain. Um because according to the human food chain humans are the only predators but when humans lunge toward them they will strike back and natives of pacific islands have reported to crabs attacking them okay um size that's actually what i was going for so these crabs are three feet across Nearly one and a half feet long and can weigh as much as nine pounds, which I know that that's literally the size of a baby. <laughs> um, like that's literally like a toddler coming after you. Well, actually nine pounds of toddlers are not usually nine pounds, but look, I'm looking at a photo right now of it on the side of a trash can and it's like, like reaching up on a trash can and it looks uh, like terrifying, actually terrifying. Um... Oh my gosh! there's the one that's a size comparison to a dog. These are huge. It doesn't sound like they're big based on the size that I just gave you, but like they are they're big, okay. Look up a picture of them um and they have pincer pincers pins pinc- yeah pincers that are some of the most powerful in the animal kingdom. They can display aggressive behavior if they feel threatened. Um, I'm currently looking up 17 captivating coconut crab facts, um, because why did I feel like I knew for a fact that Amelia Earhart was eaten by crabs? I feel like I've read about that. They have a strong sense of smell, so that's fun. Um, Ooh, as much as 40% of a coconut crab's brain is completely dedicated to smell. So that is pretty impressive. I have a very, very poor sense of smell. My nose is always like almost always like not stuffed necessarily because I can breathe out of my nose, but it's not easy to breathe out of my nose. So maybe I have a deviated septum. How do you know if you have a deviated septum? Because this has been an issue for like my entire life where it's just more tricky to breathe out of my nose than it seems like it should be. I just breathed in and out of my nose to make sure. Like, I can do it. I can do it. I just feel like it's not, like, ever, like, fully. Like, and I do. Like, I'm not, like, a mouth breather when possible. (laughs) Unless my nose is actually stuffy. But I feel like I never get as good of a deep breath as when I'm breathing in through my mouth, you know? And I feel like my nose gets more stuffy than the average person. Does that mean I have a deviated septum? I need somebody to listen to this episode and write down all the questions that I've asked about myself if there's an issue with me and then do some research and come back and tell me if I have some life-threatening illness. Um, Here are the facts. One, I think I'm allergic to mosquito bites. Two, I think I have a deviated septum. Uh, I know that that... Neither of those things are probably life-threatening. But if you could do more research and get back to me, that would be much appreciated. Thank you. Um, okay, continuing on about coconut crabs. Again, they have the strongest pinch. Their claws are strong enough to lift objects as heavy as 61 pounds. Their grip is about 10 times stronger of that than humans. Amazing. Amazing. Um, they prefer to live alone. You know what? Same. I can relate. They're primarily nocturnal. Also, sometimes same. Sometimes not. Coconut crabs are edible. That's not shocking. I feel like all crabs are edible. Um, ooh, humans can be poisoned by eating a coconut crab. So that's interesting that that fact follows up the previous fact of them being edible. And then it's like, just kidding, you could also die. Um, Their flesh itself isn't poisonous, but there have been several circumstances reported where they become poisonous due to their diets. So a coconut crab can eat a sea mango, which that a sea mango apparently contains extremely strong poison and if a coconut crab eats it it won't hurt them but they will become toxic when consumed by humans so i would maybe just recommend that we don't eat coconut crabs how do you know what their diet is unless do people raise coconut crabs to be eaten are there like coconut crab farms if so then i guess that's okay well maybe not depending on how humanely they're treating coconut crabs um I feel like I mentioned this before. I did an expose before on how a certain establishment treated their chicken when making fried chicken. And I've never eaten there since. Because, look, I'm not a vegetarian. I support you if you are. I'm not. Um, but, like, just because I eat animals, I don't want them to be, like, tortured before they die. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I guess I have some morals. Um But anyway, I just feel like it could be very dangerous to eat a coconut crab if you don't know what they've been eating, considering the fact that they could, you could die due to eating something that ate something poisonous, you know? That just seems weird to me. Um, Okay. Babies are born at sea but can drown as adults. That's weird. They can live up for up to 60 years? Wow. They may, here it is. They may be the reason why Amelia Earhart's body was never found. One of the many theories pertaining to the disappearance of the famous aviator Amelia Earhart Earhart is that the pilot crash landed on an island of the Republic of Kiribati in the Central Pacific Ocean. Specifically, experts believe the tragedy took place on Nikumaroro Island, which is historically abundant with coconut crabs. The International Group for Historical Aircraft Recovery... Wow, I'm stumbling over my words the international group for historic aircraft recovery has hypothesized that Earhart made an emergency landing on the island and eventually died but her body was never found because it was dragged away by massive coconut crabs the organization has even attempted to test this theory on several occasions. um okay i knew that i had read that somewhere so yes this is a pervasive theory i feel like i mentioned this before um because I wanted to do an episode on Amelia Earhart, but, like, I just felt like I never had enough content to make a full episode about her because, like, that's just, like, that's it. That's that's the theory, you know? Anyway, what was I saying? Um, Bermuda for vacations. (laughs) Um, I'm just gonna move past that. I feel like I've already talked about beaches. Okay, so for, like, the last ten minutes, I'm, um, gonna talk about, like, underrated summer hotspots, um and just see if I really think they're actually underrated or not um but before I do that one of the other things that's on this list is um the Great Barrier Reef and I will say that that's one part like one beach scene that I don't think is overrated even though the Great Barrier Reef does probably get a lot of traction I will say that that is probably for good reason they have a lot of wildlife there if that's your thing Um, I personally am terrified by ocean creatures, so I will not be attending, but like if you're into diving, um, snorkeling, just ocean creatures in general and stuff, then I would say that the Great Barrier Reef is probably not overrated. Again, I've never been, but like, it just looks like it would be a great place to go snorkeling or scuba diving or whatever. Um, can you go scuba diving in the Great Barrier Reef? I feel like maybe not. I don't know. Anyways, or maybe like near there. Anyway, I feel like snorkeling there would be great. Also, I will say if you are planning, if you are an ocean person, you should go there ASAP because I was reading stuff recently. I mean, this has been going on for a long time, but like the Great Barrier Reef is literally dying. So um, you should probably go soon. Anyway, okay, Oh, the other one on there, Machu Picchu, I that's actually one of the other few spots on these lists that I have been to. I went to Machu Picchu when I was a kid, and it was phenomenal. It was great. I was low-key terrified about it because I, at the time, was very afraid of heights. I might still be afraid of heights, but I'm not actually sure if I am. Um, if you're wondering how I don't know, I can't tell you how I don't know because I don't know how I don't know. Sometimes I'm afraid of heights. Sometimes I'm not. So it really just depends on the situation and where I am and what my feelings are at the time. Um, but at that time in my life, I was afraid of all heights. Um, partially because I have very little control over my own body. Um, basically I have At the time, I had more core strength than I do now, so I shouldn't have been afraid back then. But, like, I slip really easily. (laughs) Like, maybe I just don't have shoes with good traction, but I feel like I'm constantly slipping. Um, Like, if I go on a hike where you have to kind of, like, rock jump across things or, like, walk across logs to get across a river, I will fall in. It's almost easier for me to just get in the water and walk straight away because I will fall in. I went on a hike with a friend a couple years ago, And she was, like, fine. I fell in, like, to, like, eight different rivers as we were crossing them. I just am very clumsy. I can't really walk in a straight line very well. Maybe that's another thing to add to the list. What does it mean when you have really poor balance? Because I have very poor balance. Um, So, anyway, I fell in, like, a lot of times and people were like, oh, my gosh, do you get wet on this hike? And I was like, only if you are inept at walking. Then you will get wet. Otherwise, you'll be fine. Anyway, Machu Picchu, due to the fact that I am inept at walking, like I just said, I was a little afraid because you're very high up and there are some times where you're walking on kind of narrow paths where there's like a very steep drop off next to you. So that was slightly alarming because I was like, I could literally fall to my death at any moment. Um, So yeah, but it was very, very beautiful. So I would say I honestly think that's properly rated just because I remember being very impressed. And as a child, now that I'm looking back on it, I think that I was hard to impress by things for some reason. I think that I was just indifferent to most things. And that makes me sound like I wasn't a very pleasant child. Um, but in my defense, I feel like on a lot of times when we were on vacation, I was just like really tired because I was young and I was walking around a lot. And when you're, like, six years old and you've been walking for, like, four hours, you're, like, not in a good mood. Or maybe that's just me as a person because I was inept at walking. um. So I feel like I was usually in a bad mood because I was just, like, exhausted. So anyway. um, But it's great. Anyway, um, I have, like, six minutes left. I just looked up underrated vacation spots. The first one is Florida. And I... I'm going to say that's a no. Florida is not underrated. Florida is overrated for a summer vacation. Overrated, for sure. Um all of these are also like underrated vacation spots in the USA and that's boring to me because I want to like give you guys um like a good place to go visit in the last like month of summer 20 overlooked countries not enough Americans visit well I just don't know that they're gonna want Americans there but like I'm just gonna look up what this says Panama that's probably a good time ta- time Taiwan I would love to go to Taiwan I have a friend that lived in Taiwan for a little bit and she loved it um and I would love to visit Taiwan so if anyone wants to go to Taiwan with me let me know Um, Kyrgyzstan, I have also heard is great. Travel destination, um, Ecuador, I'm sure is phenomenal. Montenegro looks very beautiful. So I would actually really, really also love to go visit there. Um, so yeah, actually, if you want to go there, I feel like that's closer to the top of my list. I feel like I like didn't actually rate any of these things, but all of those places that I just read for, I mean, I think I just read a few on this list of underrated. I will say that I do think they're actually underrated. I have heard of some people visiting them, but I don't think that they're up on the top. I'm going to just go for the last couple minutes. I'm going to just off the top of my head without looking at any list. um, What places do I think are overrated? The beach in general, I'm going to just say is overrated. I know that that's, I went over that many times and I have many friends that go to the beach every single summer. I it's not my vibe. So I'm going to say overrated because I am judging these things based on my life experiences. Um so most beaches overrated. Um Disneyland overrated in the summer, but not overrated in general. I love Disneyland. Most people would say overrated. However, I will never say that Disneyland is overrated, but don't go in the summer because that's foolish and you'll hate every minute of it. Um, Theme parks in general, don't go in the summer. Okay. Uh, East Coast, I would say not overrated if you're in the United States, East Coast. Not overrated. However, go in the fall. Don't go in the summer. Actually, now that I'm just thinking about it, I think I just hate going anywhere in the summer because... It's just hot and crowded. Um, what else is underrated? What is what else is overrated in the summer? Um, most people just go to the beach, right? I would say going up like to a colder area, like a cabin trip. I feel like most people would do a cabin trip in the winter because you can get all cozy and light a fire. But I would say you should do a cabin trip in the summer to escape the heat and the crowds. So Anyway, I'm going to say cabin trips in the summertime underrated. Uh, what else? What else is there? Traveling internationally in the summer. Depending on where you're going, usually overrated because I feel like you're going to deal with the crowds. Which I guess that's not that doesn't mean overrated. Like it could be a good time still. I'm just going to say you're not going to have I'm using overrated in this context as you're not going to have the best time you probably could be having. Um, what else? I don't know. Look, I guess at the end of the day, no matter where you're going to travel to, no matter where you're going to go, you're probably going to deal with crowds because the world is overpopulated. However, um, look up places that are maybe less touristy, in my opinion, and again, this is just me. There are definitely going to be places that you're going to go where you're going to want to go to tourist attractions because they're tourist attractions for a reason. They're popular for a reason. There are great things, and you should appreciate that. I'm not someone who's like, stay away from mainstream things. Gross. Like, that's so cliche or whatever. No. Like, of course, if you're going to go... Like, if you want to go see art, you're going to go to the Louvre. Like, of course, there are places that they're famous for a reason. However, if you are wanting, like, a good vacation especially when you're traveling internationally of like trying to um, be immersed in a culture or like really get a good experience I would say do some research find a place that is maybe not super touristy but is also not dangerous sometimes tourist places can be more dangerous because people are looking for tourist people to take advantage of but sometimes there can also be safety in numbers and safety in a crowd so going to non-crowded places can sometimes be dangerous as well just because you don't have anyone around um but yeah so just do some research people I don't know why this whole episode just turned into a like vacation um PSA but I guess I'm very passionate about people vacationing or traveling in a mindful way. So before you travel anywhere, please look up, please look up the country, look up the customs, look up the culture, look up what they expect of tourists, whether it's said or unsaid things. And please like follow that. Don't be an obnoxious tourist. Um, Please like give back to the land where you can and um be clean be safe be aware of your surroundings be like just be like responsible be a responsible traveler um respect the countries that you're going to respect the people you're talking to respect what you're doing there um and yeah be a conscientious traveler is what i'm gonna say And also, don't go to overrated spots. So, yeah. Anyway, that's it. This was a whole lot of nonsense, but I hope that you could glean a little nugget of truth. This was a little bit more of me giving you guys words of wisdom rather than me just ranting. I mean, I guess I did go off about coconut crabs for a bit. Um, (laughs) All of a sudden, I just thought about... um, The prince of, what is the country? Why do I not remember the country? My prince, where is he from? You guys all know what I'm talking about. If you've listened to, like, more than one episode, you'll know who I'm talking about. But now I can't think of him. Like, what country he's from. If you remember the prince that I'm talking about, the prince that I have a bit of a crush on, um, let me know what country he's from because I've forgotten. But I just thought about him because I thought, why did I, why when I thought about coconut crops did I suddenly think about him? That was an interesting leap that I made and I don't even know how my brain connected those two things. Anyway, um, it's like 10 PM now and I'm getting tired, but also I'm, I kind of want to like watch a show or read a book or something. I'm in the middle of, like, three books right now, and actually that overwhelms me, so I think I'm not going to read any of them, and I'm just going to, like, mindlessly watch TikTok for, like, three hours until I fall asleep. So basically, I have a great night ahead of me still. Um, You will be listening to this possibly in the daytime, so if that's the case, I hope you have a wonderful day ahead of you, wasting time and living life to its fullest, And this has been your weekly dose of serotonin. Bye.